Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the What If Project podcast. My name is Glenn. I'm your host, and uh, this is episode number 233. And coming to the table today, sitting down with us, joining the conversation, is uh, Stephanie Capone, who has one of my favorite Instagram accounts called Moon Void Tarot. And it's my favorite because she's an illustrator, and she's always putting up stuff that's just very, very creative and like really eye-catching. Like I, I go to her account, I'm like, oh, interesting. And I didn't realize at first that she was the artist of the stuff she was putting up, but she is, and she's so talented. Anyway, she wrote a book called Guided Tarot for Seamless Readings, uh, subtitle A Beginner's Guide to Card Meeting Spreads and Intuitive Exercises. Now, it's funny because back in October, uh, we had we did like our first tarot episode, meaning like the first time we've explored this topic. And uh, Brittany Muller came on the show and she wrote a book called The Contemplative Tarot. And I think a lot of people grew up like I did. Like we were told in a very evangelical uh, world that the tarot, that tarot cards are evil or an entry point to the devil. Like even if you have them in your home, you're leaving yourself open to like satanic attacks on your family, all these different things. And so we were encouraged, like if you have this stuff in your house, get rid of it, burn it, throw it out, whatever, destroy it, like all this different stuff. And so I was horrified at tarot cards, like just the thought of them. And then I saw some people who are, are Christians, uh, practicing Christians, you know, have post pictures of like their tarot cards. I'm like, oh, that's interesting because I was always told those are evil. Then I came across Brittany's book and she's a practicing Catholic and she ties the tarot cards into the Bible. And I was like, now this is really blowing my mind. And so I had to bring her on the show to talk to her about it. But my point is that I think that when people heard her talk about her tarot practice, uh, her love for, for God, her uh, path to following Christ, I think that helped people feel more relaxed. Like, oh, like it's possible to actually use these cards in a way that enhances your walk with God, specifically your walk with Jesus. Interesting. And so I've had a lot of people reach out to me and say, hey, so how do I start a tarot practice? Like, what do I do? And I'm like, I don't know. You know, <laughs> like, this is what I did. I don't know if that's right, but this is what it looks like for me. I think it maybe looks different for everybody depending on your journey. But I picked that one of, one of, one of the first books I got was this book by Stephanie Capone, Guided Tarot. Uh, because in the book, it's so good, and we'll talk about it in the show, but it's so good. Uh, it's been a real help for me, uh, especially in getting started. And so I highly recommend the book. And I wanted to have her come on the show to answer the question for people of how do I start a tarot practice? So she's going to talk to us about her journey uh, with the cards, how she got into the cards, things like that. And then give us a really like a, I don't know, like an idiot's guide <laughs> to starting a tarot practice, like simple stuff. Like how do you start? How do you pick a deck of cards? There's so many different decks. Like which one do you pick? Uh, should you get a guidebook to go with it or should you not? Like what's the deal with, you know, relying on your intuition when it comes to reading the cards, all these different kind of things. She just takes us into it. Then she does a card reading for us at the end. And it's so good. And I love Stephanie. She's, she has so much, she has such a big heart. You can just hear her, her compassion kind of just ooze through her words. And uh, she's so talented, so creative. And I think you're really going to enjoy uh, this talk. So do, do yourself a favor, pick up the book. Uh, follow her on Instagram, really good stuff. But the book, they also have a teen version. She has Guided Tarot for Teens. 
And I'm mentioning that here because I've had some people reach out and say my teenagers have been into tarot for a while. And being the good, you know, the good Christian I was raised to be, you know, I, I, I'm nervous about them being, I, I was a little bit nervous about them getting into tarot, but, you know, trying to be more progressive and open. So I let them kind of explore uh, their own path, but it made me a little bit nervous. Get them the book and get yourself this book and you can do your tarot practice together. I think it's a really good way to for parents to maybe bond with their child, especially if their child is into this stuff uh, and you're kind of dipping your toe into the water. What better way to explore this stuff together? Have some meaningful conversations about what a tarot practice means to each of you, what the cards mean to you. I think it's really, really cool. So anyway, uh, Guided Tarot and Guided Tarot for Teens. I'll put all the links in the show notes along with Patreon. Buy me a coffee, two places to go to support the show uh, financially. So if this has encouraged you, inspired you, uh, please consider going there and uh, signing up for a monthly donation. Anywhere from $3 a month to $100 a month. And every single tier gets the same reward, which is part of a community of people. Uh, We chat on Discord throughout the week. We hop on Zoom once a month uh, to talk face-to-face and just to say hello to each other drink some coffee, tell some stories, share some laughs, share some tears, whatever it is that's going on in life. Uh, It's just a cool place to meet people. So if your faith is evolving, it's changing, you feel alone out in the desert, out in the wilderness, it's a great place to feel less alone in your journey. And and I always tell people too, like, listen, if you can't swing $3 a month, that's fine. There's no questions asked. Uh, Send me a a direct message, an email, whatifproject.net at gmail.com. Let me know, and I'll let you into the community anyway, because nobody gets turned away from community. If you're looking for friends, if you feel alone in your journey, uh, that is the place to find them, because there's some really great people in there from all over the world. We have people from Norway on Patreon, uh, Canada, uh, Australia, Spain, U.S. There's people all over the world who are part of the Patreon community, uh, so you'll meet some really wonderful people there. So again, $3 a month, up to whatever it is you want to give. Or if you can't swing anything, just send me a message and I'll let you in. No worries at all. So anyway, all that to say, episode number 233 with Stephanie Capone. This is a good one. Enjoy. Wish I had a mansion. Wish I was dressed up fancy. Wish I on a pot on go with the rainbow by the time Clancy. Wish I had no debt. Maybe then I can't flex. Go ahead and run number check. Wish I had no other same most beat number checks. Wishing for my people. Uh, we should have more better leaders. Have enough to make our own land. Name my own beach and we bring our own sand. Where we live is so bland. So much for high on demand. Tiptoe around through and high lows. Feel like James Brown, let me go ahead and dance. Let me talk. At the end of the day, we know who's at a fault. We got our hands up, ready for a box. Undisputed, got the own lock. Champion. Go ahead, call the ambulance. So we said our own ambience. Dub TTG train to go. Let's talk, no rambling. Wishing I had something foreign. Wishing I had something foreign. Hey everybody, uh, today we are in for some fun because we have on the show uh, my brand new friend Stephanie Capone, who is the author of Guided Tarot and the creator of Moon Void Tarot. And so Stephanie, welcome to the podcast and thank you so much for making time for me. Thank you so much, Glenn, for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, Absolutely. So we have a lot of ground to cover today. I have a million questions. I could ask you questions, rapid fire questions at you just all day long, but I'm going to try to contain myself and try to focus my questions. But I guess a good place to start is maybe introduce yourself to our listeners. Uh, We'll get into the details of your story in a moment, but kind of the 
the drive-by intro of Stephanie Capone and Moonvoy Taro. <laughs> Amazing. So I'm <laughs> Stephanie Capone, she, her pronouns. I am an author and illustrator. And it's funny when people ask, they're like, oh, what do you write about? And I'm like, the occult, mostly. <laughs> I write about tarot, astrology. I write instructional books for mm-hmm. folks who are new to the practice. I'm kind of like your fairy woman that will take you. <laughs> <laughs> In a loving, gentle way. Sure. Um, I love it. How long have you been an illustrator for? Because your your drawings and things, like I, I know your your deck of your deck of tarot cards and you drew all of those designs. And I didn't realize that right away. And then I started doing some digging. I'm like, oh, you you design this stuff. So how long have you been doing that kind of work? I actually um since I could hold a pen, I've yeah. I went to art school. Um, I tried to be a painter and it wasn't ever really for me. I really just like <laughs> to draw with like small things, pen and ink. And yeah. um, my college didn't have an illustration department. I didn't really understand because I just mm. thought about illustration as like cartoons. So either you make kids books or you make like Marvel comics and there's nothing in between. So I didn't yeah. feel like that was a place for my art. Mm. Um, but I, in a previous lifetime, I was an a watercolor and ink illustrator for an interior design magazine for many mm-hmm. years. So it was very not spiritual, but it was really fun to get paid to make art. Yeah, that's awesome. And what is Moon Void Tarot about? If somebody were to go to your Instagram page, what mm-hmm. are they going to find other than really cool designs? <laughs> you know, so I created Moon Void Tarot when um, my life fell apart in mm. 2016. Um, I was previously married for like 10 years, mm. uh, had a completely different career and just, it all just kind of crumbled down and mm. I didn't have any support. And I think tarot finds you when you're looking for something, yeah. um, some sort of support. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I just, I, I've been reading tarot since I was 14 mm. and it, it was something that, um, I always kind of kept to myself because I I don't have like a crazy Catholic family, but I went to Catholic school my whole life and it was, it was very other. And I was reading tarot every single day while I was trying to figure out like, why did it all fall apart? You know, Mm. why why did I (laughs) leave my house and my job and my marriage and pack everything into my car? And just like, I gave away like a house full of stuff. Wow and drove to New York with absolutely no job and no plan. I just, I had saved all my money from working for the past three years because I thought I was going to buy a house. Mm. So I like had a down payment for a house in the bank. And I was like, well, I guess this is my like, my oh shit money. Sorry. No, go ahead. (laughs) Let it fly. (laughs) So I packed it all up and I moved to New York and I rented a room out on Long Island, like Mm. the North Fork of Long Island, not, not near the Hamptons, but way out near, Mm. near the tip of the North Fork in wine country. And I just started journaling and writing and, and doing tarot and like studying it so much more in depth. And Mm. for me, it was, it was like a a spiritual awakening, Mm. but it was also like spirituality blending with psychology. Okay. It was like self-therapy. And I ended up writing like a memoir. Mm-hmm. And I realized that it was probably just more cathartic for me to just get my story out. Sure. 
And I was like in my journal, cause I'm always like sketching. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, well, what would this look like if I actually tried to publish this book? Yeah. And I started drawing like, like a display at, at Barnes and Noble in like <laughs> the self-help section. Yeah. And there was like stacks of books with my, um, the title of the memoir I wrote was void of course, mm. which is a, it's an astrology term when the moon is changing signs, mm. the moon changes signs every like couple of days. Mm. And sometimes when it, it goes into the next sign, it stops making any aspects and it goes what's called void, of course. Okay. And that's a time where nothing's happening. So you don't want to, people who practice magic don't do any magic during that time. Cause mm. it's like, you don't have any, you don't have any support of the cosmos. So mm. it's kind of just a time of reflection mm. and it seemed pretty perfect. Cause I was in this like void space. Sure. So I started drawing one of the books open and I drew and like, I, I drew a tarot card, mm. like a little character that looked like me as the fool. And I was like, oh man, this really does sound like, like my story really is just like the fool's journey. Mm. And I was like, well, that seems kind of fun. I wonder if I could just like continue my healing process through drawing these cards. And so I started the project mm-hmm. and I started drawing each of the cards and like all of this stuff was coming to me. And I was in an, um, I was part of an in-person tarot class in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time it was called the Brooklyn fools and Jeff Hinshaw and Lindsay Mack run it. And they're really amazing. If your listeners want to look them up, Mm. they both have incredible podcasts. Um, Mm. and I was so nervous to share my drawings because I'd never done anything like that. I've been, I've been a commercial artist for so long. Yeah. And so I brought them in and I like showed them at one of our gatherings and, and everybody was like so supportive and encouraging. And they're like, keep going with this. Please keep sharing them. And by the end of the class, I had done the major arcana. Yeah. And then I was just, and everybody's like, are you going to keep going? Are you going to make a deck? And I'm like, these drawings all look like me. <laughs> like, this is just my healing journey. Like, yeah. this is completely autobiographical. Like, mm. my whole story, my whole life story is in this deck. Yeah. And I just had nothing else to do. You know, I was still like living in New York, living off my savings, trying to figure out, you know, process a divorce and yeah. all the grief. And yeah. um, I ended up making the rest of the deck. Wow. And then crazy stuff started happening. <laughs> really crazy I, stuff. <laughs> really crazy stuff. Like, yeah. like a classmate from high school I hadn't spoken to in 20 years reached out and she was like I see your you post your drawings on Instagram are you going to publish that and I was like I don't know how to publish it like (laughs) I don't know what to do (laughs) I don't know what to do and she's like well I'm a graphic designer and I'm trying to build my business she worked for a big corporate company and she was going off on her own and she's like I'll help you I'll lay it all out I'll help you find a, um, a printer And then all of a sudden another person came in and they were like, Hey, do you have a website? And I was like, Oh, website. (laughs) Like I started 
I studied historical. I can tell you how to make egg tempera and like refinish a Renaissance painting. I don't know anything about right. that. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, well, it's my job. It's what I do. I like work with startups. So it's funny you ask. That's what I do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it was just like my girlfriend that was just like, let me do this for you for free. And the other one was like, let me hook you up with this girl who's just starting out building Shopify platforms. And as she built my website for like 200 bucks. Wow. So it was like, I didn't have to like invest a ton of money. Yeah. It was just like the universe kind of put people in my path that really helped me birth this project that I would have done nothing with otherwise. That's awesome. And I know it's made like such a big difference because I read a lot of the comments on your posts, but I've also like passed around. I've told so many people about your book and so many people about like what you do and people have come back to me and said, oh, like, thank you so much for turning me on to Stephanie because she's doing such interesting things that are really speaking to me. And these people come from various religious backgrounds, like some are brought up in the church, some are not, but like everybody seems to find a home in your work. And it's all because you've really, you've really put yourself out there. And I think it's just so cool that you've put your story out there in the ways that you have. So bravo to you. (laughs) So much. That, that really means a lot to me. Yeah, absolutely. So I mentioned our email exchange. I kind of wanted to make this conversation uh, very personal and also very, very practical because I I really want to hear a little bit more about your spiritual story and kind of your journey of how you got like where you were to, to where you are today And also practical because I I really want our listeners to come to the end of the episode and feel somewhat equipped to maybe even go out and buy a deck of tarot cards and start their own practice in a way that is unique to them and that they feel comfortable with. And so maybe we could start with a little bit deeper into your your spiritual story and kind of your background. I know you mentioned you were brought up in a Catholic school and that has many different things, I'm sure, to it because I was brought up in a private Christian school. So we probably have some similar experiences and now you're in this world where you're you know exploring tarot and the occult and all those different things so how did you get from there all the way over to here loaded questions Um, (laughs) right how much time do you have right yeah how much time do you have (laughs) i i really like to think of myself i never had that like anger Mm. at the church like i knew from a very young age i was like oh this is really interesting. And I think you guys are onto something, but it's not quite right. You don't have the whole picture. <laughs> you yeah. piece. I, like, mm, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Like, I think so, but I don't think so. And I never expressed those things because I was like in elementary school having these thoughts. Mm. Um, something didn't feel right, even at that time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But I couldn't like figure out what it was, but I had... Mm the best time. Like I really, I thought church was so cool because I loved the ritual. Mm. I loved the lighting of the candles and the chanting and the incense and the like. The I stuff cannot... most kids hate. <laughs> right? I thought that was fascinating. I was like, yeah. oh, this is great. And I think That's that cool. that really laid the foundation because I mean, everything you know, what forms the basis of your subconscious mind happens between, you know, zero and seven. Mm. So that was the time where I was so deeply involved in our church. Like I was an altar girl. I was like super into it. I was like, I'll wash your hands, Mr. Priest. Like I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to ring the bell. I want to like hold the, you know, communal wafers. (laughs) Like I can take the wine. It was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a good 
time. Yeah. <laughs> I like getting dressed up for it. Um, you know, first communion, like all the girls wore white and we mm. wore flowers and I just, it's, I don't know. I was really into, You're the into whole it. Ritual. Yeah. I didn't understand how they were trying to tell me that God was outside of me. Mm. So that didn't make any sense. There was like a disconnect there between God is up there or God is out there when you're feeling like there's something inside of me that's already there. Right. So how did you get then? So how did you get then from that place to where you are now, like introduced to tarot? Like you mentioned, I think you said you were like 14 when you started to do tarot. So what did that, how did that come across your, your plate, so to speak? Like, what did that look like to come into your life? You know, I'm a, I'm a, 80s child so <laughs> I was really in my like formative time when you know all of those witchy movies were coming out like the craft and mm-hmm. you know, Adam's family and just all of those like it was very glamorous and she mm-hmm. to be a witch mm-hmm. and when those came out I was like that's me that's how I feel mm-hmm. um And I think it really frightened my parents. So I, you know, I saved up babysitting money Mm. and, you know, took a bus to Barnes and Noble because there were no witch shops. There was internet. Right. (laughs) I bought, you know, my Rider Waite Smith deck with the little guidebook that it came with. And that was the only literature I had. And I didn't have anybody to talk to about it or ask questions or learn with. Mm. And I even know that that was like a community that you could be a part of until I was in my thirties. So I just kind of like played with it on my own and Mm -hmm. tried to figure it out. But again, even that didn't make sense to me Mm -hmm. because I didn't understand how, when they would discuss the court cards, the old school books, they would be like the Knight of cups is a young man with like this complexion and this color hair. And I would Mm -hmm. be like, but not everybody's white. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't have any men in my life like this. I'm like 16. (laughs) (laughs) Like, is this my dad? I don't get it. And that never quite resonated either. So I Mm -hmm. think I was always very attracted to spirituality, but just very like, I don't think so. Mm. And I didn't realize that you could question. Yeah. And that spirituality is really just, it's something deeply personal. And I I think it's funny when everybody argues about it, because my beliefs and your beliefs and their beliefs are going to be completely different based on your own personal experience. Yeah, that's been one of the biggest eye-opening things for me. And one of the reasons I started this podcast, because similar to your story, like this podcast is just my story, just my journey. And I had someone encourage me that I should make my journey public because other people are probably asking the same kinds of questions you are. Like I grew up in this very fundamentalist evangelical setting where it's very black and white and we're right and you're wrong. And everybody's going to be like us. And I started to ask lots of questions. Like when, when our daughter was born, uh, she had to go to the NICU and I remember sitting next to her and she was in the tank and she grabbed on my finger. And all of a sudden I'm like, how could this child be sinful? Because that's what I was taught, taught that, you know, all, babies are born with a sin nature. I'm like, how is this child sinful? And I started to, all these questions started to just explode. And then I started to ask all these different questions and try to find the answers. And then I started the podcast and invite people on like yourself to help me understand different things that I'm asking. And I'm just saying, this is just part of my journey. And if people find it helpful, fantastic. If you don't, 
scroll to the next podcast. <laughs> There's plenty more that you could listen to, but this is just who I am and part of my experience. But I think that's huge when it comes to spirituality. It is not about who's right and who's wrong. It's about what's your experience. And that's how you understand the divine or the universe or whatever, whatever it might be. So how then has your tarot practice evolved since those early years? Like you said, you got that little book that came with the deck and I have that same deck here that came with the, with the little book. And how did you, like, what did you do to learn more? Like, obviously that little book only took you so far. Did you get other books to read? Did you come across people who were, no. So you just developed it It on your own, your own intuition kind of thing. It was really because there was no resource. There were no resources for me that I knew. And I didn't really like do much to seek them out. Okay. I, again, it was, you know, I read intuitively. I just put the guidebook away and I was like, this is just what's coming up for me. Mm -hmm. And I would only for myself and my friends. Mm. And I think in my, my twenties, I really got away from my spirituality and I got really, you know, it it was like my first time having a job that paid me. And having money, and I got really caught up in the materialism. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of why my life fell apart. I mm. was looking so hard for something outside of myself and I felt so empty. Mm. And I would go shopping. I was like a shopaholic. It was like shopping and sugar were my addiction. Yeah. And I just I felt awful. Yeah. And I just felt like, what is what is there? You know, I I'm 30 years old. I've it's so shallow to say, but I'm like, I've been to Paris, mm-hmm. I have Chanel, mm-hmm. and I'm still looking for something. And mm. and that kind of realized that <clears throat> it's not these like milestones that you're hitting, you know, it's not buying a house or having a nice car or having, you know, thousands of dollars worth of fancy handbags. If mm. I wasn't creating anything, I wasn't making art for mm. myself at the time, it was just for money. Mm. And I was like, you know what? all the money in the world isn't going to like, and my, my ex-husband didn't understand it. And he was like, I'm so sick of hearing about this tarot, like in astrology, mm. like stop mm. analyzing and deducing me based on the stars. Like, I don't believe in any of that. Like mm. he was very much an atheist, mm. which is fine. I mean, sure. like, believe what you want, but I just, I feel like that's having no concept of just how wonderful a spiritual practice can feel yeah times of grief and darkness yeah there's a disconnect there between you and where he was it was it was just like a lot of hedonism Mm. and that just it felt really like icky to me and Mm. i couldn't figure out so I kind of went on that journey alone, but it wasn't until my early days that I realized the internet was this amazing place where you could connect with people all over the world <laughs> that these like little niches that you are too. Yeah. So what then, like, if you could maybe speak to what, what would you say, like maybe one of the one or two biggest things that tarot, your tarot practice has taught you about yourself, because I ask that because like a lot of our listeners come from that same background, like that I came from, that these cards are very evil and that they're all about predicting the future. And, you know, they're 
when you predict the future, then you're talking to demons. Like that's all the stuff that we've been told. And so as I've been making my, my own journey with this stuff more public, people are like, Oh, like, it's not about that at all. And I'm like, no, no, it's not, it's not, it's not about demons and devils and like, you know, all about predicting the future. It's, it's, it's a very personal process where I feel like the cards really speak to you and they help you see things about yourself that maybe you didn't see before. And whether you think that's the universe speaking or God speaking, whatever it is for you, it's speaking to you. And so I'm wondering for you, like, what are some of the bigger things that tarot has helped you realize about yourself that maybe you wouldn't have realized if it were not for your practice? So I couldn't agree with you more. I Tarot came into my life, as I said before, when I really needed support. Yeah. And I didn't feel like bouncing it off other humans was doing anything for me. Like the yeah. therapy wasn't wasn't giving me what I needed. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I felt, I feel like I used tarot as like shadow work. I was mm-hmm. like, I'm ready to confront all of these things that I've been afraid of. I think that the demons, it's not a literal demon. It's your own demons because we don't like to admit that there is darkness. Mm-hmm. You know, every person, you know, when you were saying, and I was thinking about this, talking about your daughter in the NICU and how Mm -hmm. you felt like, how could she be, you know, a sinner? How could she, you know, have evil? But it's every human, I think the human experience is making peace with Mm -hmm. the dark parts and the light parts. Yeah. The tarot is a really safe bridge Mm -hmm. to speak to God, to speak Mm -hmm. to the universe and to take those things out that we're afraid to look at and admit about ourselves. And I think that that's what I use it for. I would, I I came up with this spread and it's, it's in the book. It's the Mm -hmm. shadow work spread. And I would just be like, why, you know, what part of my shadow am I going to like work on healing today? Like what wants to present mm. because I'm tired of ruling me. And I've, I've just worked through so much stuff like trauma work. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, everybody's stories and paths are different, but the stuff that really I didn't realize was like an open tab you know, like an open browser tab, <laughs> like all of my energy in the background, sure. like draining my battery. I'm like, swipe up. <laughs> that's what tarot does. Like, yeah. oh, that we got to look at that. Oh, I didn't even think of it, but it's the imagery that sparks your intuition. Whatever you see, if you're putting your intention to that sort of, and I guess we'll, you know, kind of talk about that with like, doing, you know, I can give examples, but sure. um, whatever cup, it's like, oh, that's the thing. Mm. Like I healed so much childhood trauma that has helped me get to this next place that I'd never got to with therapy. Yeah. That's so cool. It's just neat that there, it could be a personal tool to help you go deeper. Cause I think you're right. I think that counseling and therapy, all that stuff can only take you so far. There's a certain amount of work. I mean, it's, it's just, wonderful, wonderful things, but there's a certain amount of work that you need to do on your own 
in order to take the different tools that the therapist gives you, the counselor gives you, your pastor gives you, whatever it is, and you have to take that home and you got to do something with it. And I think that tarot, to your point, can help you take those tools and put them into place to do that deeper, that deeper work. So that's a good transition into like the more practical stuff. Maybe talk to talk to our listeners about how to how to take these things and make them practical. Like pretend we know nothing. So start with like even the simplest things like how do you pick a deck? Because I went to the bookstore the other day preparing for our conversation. I was looking through books, but also tarot decks because the bookstore, it's a books a million here, which is kind of like a Barnes and Noble, but they have literally like a hundred different card decks. There's like the Nightmare Before Christmas deck. There's the the deck that I held up before. I mean, there's so many different decks. Like, how do you even pick the right deck? And there's a rumor out there that you can pick the wrong deck. I don't know if that's true or not, but I've heard people say you can pick the wrong deck. Uh, so you got to be careful what deck you choose. But anyway, so talk to us about that. Uh, like, how do you how do you know what the cards the cards mean? Like, should you get a guidebook? Like, you obviously have a wonderful book, Guide to Tarot. But like, should you get your book, other books? Like, how do you even do all this stuff? What about the spreads? Give us a crash course. Like. Tarot for dummies. Okay. <laughs> Amazing. So I am like, woo, let me so many things. That <laughs> I I really think that picking a deck is based on the artwork that you like. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think you can pick a wrong deck. Mm-hmm. I think that you can pick a deck that either you just don't resonate with mm-hmm. maybe you don't click with it or it could be you know some people don't want a deck that's going to be so confrontational mm. decks that i have decks that i'm like you're going to read me to filth and i'm i don't want that today like mm. i need something more difficult mm. but i think that comes with developing a relationship with a deck mm-hmm. i started my tarot journey with the classic Rider Waite Smith deck. Mm -hmm. It's really the deck that almost all modern decks are based off of Mm -hmm. that type of imagery. So you can't really go wrong getting any of the modern decks because they're going to be a version of a Rider Waite Smith, which is the universal meaning of the cards. I, when I wrote Guided Tarot, I tried really hard to leave the religiography explanations out of it. Mm-hmm. So that way, if you found a deck that felt more inclusive, that didn't just have heteronormative white people on it, mm-hmm. there's so many incredible decks that are just so diverse, mm-hmm. but you'd be able to use that book with it. Mm-hmm was my intention so I think it's really comes down to finding a deck that the artwork speaks to you and you feel represented like I just I just got this deck it was a kickstarter deck it's called the black femme tarot and they're all like black femmes that's cool and their bodies are gorgeous and it's I think changing the the cultural narrative you know you need representation yeah you can't like don't just pick a deck where you feel like it's you which is Mm -hmm. funny because like my deck me (laughs) it literally is you (laughs) so i were i personally like to add in other decks that are completely not me because i want to see those those bodies in my life yeah um 
And I guess I'll just say real quick, my Moon Void Tarot deck, it may just have me as, or a character that looks like me, just one character through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But the point of that is to illustrate that for that particular deck, you would pick it because you are wanting to take all the other people out of the equation. Mm. Like there's so many other people in these decks that it can feel like putting the energy outside of you where I use tarot specifically for Mm self-reflection. Like it's my therapy. Mm. And when I, and I use it when I work with clients because I'm not here to read if so-and-so loves you back or Mm -hmm. if like this happened, like, oh no, the tarot cards aren't going to tell you that. Like Mm -hmm. putting your stock in that, like, I feel, I feel like that's for the wrong reasons. It's like, Mm -hmm. you can only control your own energy Mm -hmm. and what's happening around you and how you're responding to these outside stimuli. Yeah. It's like almost putting a burden on the card. They're not meant to carry, right? I think that that's also very important when you're choosing a deck is having the intention around what you're trying to do, Mm -hmm. what you're trying to work through and coming up with useful questions, Mm -hmm. you know, and like asking tarot, like, oh, what do I do? It's the cards are too vague for these open-ended questions. I think Mm -hmm. you need to like to get to the point of like what's happening around you. How can you handle, you know, what resources Mm -hmm. do you already have in you or, Mm -hmm. you know. Now, when you talk about like asking the, yeah. When you talk about asking the, the cards a question, like maybe give us an example of what that looks like. And also follow that up with a question can you like when you when you're talking to the the cards, can someone also maybe who comes from a more spiritual background be talking to God? Like ask God to use these cards to speak to me. Like let let that almost be like a vessel through which the divine or the universe or the cosmos or whatever it is is gonna speak. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Whenever whenever I sit down with my cards and I pull them out and I, mm-hmm. you know give them a couple knocks to clear the energy or, you know, blow on them, whatever Mm -hmm. feels good. Mm -hmm. And I always kind of take a few calming breaths Mm -hmm. to kind of center my energy. And I ask them like, you know, universe, spirit guides, God, whoever you want to talk to, please channel your messages through these cards in a way that I can clearly understand the meanings. Mm. And sometimes I don't want to read my reversals and I'll say, Hi, I'm not reading reversals today. So if you send me an upside down card, I'm going to turn it right side up. Yeah. (laughs) It's kind of taking it into, you know, taking control and confidently going into it. Yeah. You can be playful. Sure. So the reversal then, so the reverse cards, if you pull a card that's upside down, it has potentially a different meaning than it does if it's right side up. Is that correct? And it's, Yes. Yeah. And so when that, ha- and it could be so many different possibilities of mm-hmm. what it means. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes people get really afraid 
that it means like the opposite or it means like it's not going to happen or they get like, you know, a bummed out feeling. Sure. I think if you're seeing that card, the message is meant for you. Mm -hmm. Figuring out like, is it a timing thing? Mm -hmm. You know, maybe if it's upside down, it means it's, it's coming. It's just not here yet. Yeah. So like calm down, relax, it's coming. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes I think the message is really digging into why are you feeling anxious seeing it upside down? Hmm. So let that almost ask you, let that trigger something in you. Like, why am I feeling this way to begin with? Let's forget about what the card means or might not mean, but why am I feeling this anxiety because the card's upside down? Yeah. Right. I'll take it and I'll put it to the side and I'll get another card and be like, why am I feeling so anxious about this reversal? Hmm. And I almost never just arbitrarily read cards. I always have a journal next to me. Mm-hmm. And I think journaling is such a powerful practice, mm-hmm. you know, pen to paper. And it's also a great way, especially when you're starting out of recording. Like sometimes if I'm going to read tarot about something, I'll, you know, open a page and I'll write my questions out ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you're feeling really scattered and your energy's all over the place and you're in a really like, dysregulated state mm-hmm. times the cars will just reflect that energy yeah i think it's, you're not the, gonna get a yeah and the journaling piece i think is really important because i've started journaling i've i've been doing the i've been doing like a tarot practice for maybe like five four or five months now so it's been almost half a year <laughs> almost half a year but i last like three months i started doing journaling because i noticed that i was pulling the same card like every every few days, the same card would pop up. I'm like, that's weird. But then I noticed that I would see something different in the card every time. But then I couldn't remember what I saw in the card last time. So I'm like, I got to start writing this down so I can remember what I was thinking the last time. But like I've pulled one card that I have it here. It's the four of cups where the guy is kind of sitting up against the tree. And like I, I've pulled that card three times in the last month. But every time I pull it, I see something entirely different that speaks to me in a much different way based upon the circumstances going on in my life at the time. So to your point, I think it's really important to kind of keep track because it's really interesting to look back on and see what you saw last time that's different from what you see this time. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, I I feel like I got a little off topic of your questions because you had asked, um, do I think people should just use their intuition or get a guidebook? Mm -hmm. I think it's a combination of the two. I think that having a guidebook is a great self-guided hand-holding tour of just getting, because I mean, there's 78 cards. It's a lot of information. Yeah. And I think tarot is this gift that keeps on giving. Um, But I, 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 I love my book because I think it really helps people find that bridge between studying and Mm -hmm. learning to trust their instincts and their intuition, which I think ultimately is the goal of tarot. It's not to predict the future. Mm -hmm. You know, we're taught in this society to ignore our intuition and ignore our instincts and rely on what is logical and what is seen. Mm. 
And that's just not reality. Um, especially if you've, you know, grown up in a religious background, you're taught to believe in miracles, mm-hmm. but you're taught that only God can do the miracles. Yeah. And the reality is God facilitates miracles through people and through events and through energy. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it, the universe. It's you, there is so much that is unseen that just need to trust in order to allow a flow instead of forcing you know, white knuckling so hard to make things happen where you could, you know, surrender, you know, they say, let go and let God like that. Yeah, that's the thing. (laughs) Yeah. And in, you know, when you look at nature, nature knows what is unseen, you know, the animals know in danger, animals know when it's, you know, when the the seasons are shifting and it's time to do these things. They don't have alarm clocks and they don't have books that they study. They just rely fully on their instincts and what is unseen. So why would we be any different? That's right. That's right. That's, I, that's, that's like a really, my- yeah, no, that's a really good point. And I, I never actually thought of, I never made that connection between animals and humanity, but we're all, we're all part of that creation and we're all, we're all, we all come from the same, like the same dust, the same cosmic dust. I like to say we all come from the same thing. And like, I think it's, we can look at nature and we can, we can maybe see something that we've forgotten in our very analytical society where we've got to, you know, we've got to know all the different things. We've got to have a blueprint and a plan. We've got to study. We've got to know. And when you look at like an animal, like I can look at my dog who knows it's going to rain because she gets super anxious and she'll go hide in the corner because she, She's nervous, but she knows it's coming because she's relying on that. There's an intuitive sense that something's about to happen. And I think, like you said, we've been taught to crush that and, and kind of push it away. But one of the things I wanted to say, just to just to plug your book and not not to puff you up, but I'm 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 really serious about this for our listeners that this book, um, you give just enough information in there to give you a taste of what each card means, but you don't you don't you're not like preaching it to me, so to speak. You're you're just like laying it out there, but then it gives you just enough to awaken your own intuition to run with it even more. Because I've I've read some different, like I try to pull a card every morning and I always have your book there and I'll read something in your book. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. But then that leads me to something else, which leads me to something else, which leads me to something else. So your book is like a good springboard, like a diving board to kind of jump into the water and it awakens. If the intuitive sense is asleep, your book helps awaken it and helps it kind of keep running. I think that was like the whole goal Mm -hmm. with the book, which actually, I don't know, like how, again, how much time we have, but it was, that's a pretty wild story of how the book came to be. I have as much time as you, as you have. So, (laughs) (laughs) but there's always a part Um, two. We could always do part two. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's so, it's really nerve wracking when you're first starting out because everybody wants to do it right. Yeah. But it's, it's so personal and so individual. Mm-hmm. And also when you're reading tarot, like for yourself, by yourself, nobody's looking and you're not going to give yourself bad advice. It's mm-hmm. again, it's really just reconnecting to your instincts and your intuition yeah. and, and looking at the world in a way that we've been taught not to. Yeah. So last question for you, 
um, which before we're going to do like a, a short tarot reading, you're going to do a little reading for us. But before we get to that question, I had just came up with my wife the other night. We were talking. I was telling her I was going to be talking to you and she follows you on Instagram, too. And she said, one of the questions I have, and I, I feel this sometimes, too, is that growing up in the church, we were taught. Uh, there's a verse in Jeremiah that says the heart is deceitful above all things. And so there was this, this almost like need to suppress the heart, suppress the inner voice, suppress the intuition, because you need to listen to God. God's voice is in the Bible. God's voice is coming from your pastor and from the pulpit. Like that's who you have to listen to in the internal voice you can't really trust. And so now her and myself are both in this place where we're trying to awaken that inner voice, that intuition. And she said, sometimes when I look at the cards, like I'll look at them and like, I just see nothing. And I get that too. Like, I'll just pick up a card. I'm like, I don't know what in the world this means. I'm, I got, I'm blank. And you know, how do you, how do you, how do you awaken? How do you maybe call out from hiding that voice that you've shamed all of your life because you were told to shame it. You were told to push it away. Like, how do you awaken that voice, awaken that inner sense of yourself and tell it like, it's okay to come out of hiding. I want to play now, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm sorry for pushing you away and putting you in the closet and things like that. Like, how, how do you have that? How do you start to do that kind of work with the cards? Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Am I asking the right question? No, it's a beautiful question. Mm. Also, I, I think about, what did you say? The heart is deceitful. The heart is deceitful above all things. I think that's what it, I think it's Jeremiah, one of those prophets. I, so I don't disagree with him. I just think, again, I'm like, you got it right, but you're wrong. You only got peace. Um, <laughs> right. I don't think it's the heart that's deceitful. I think it's the mind. Yeah. I think it's the minds that are deceitful. Mm. I think our minds are always trying to rationalize. Mm -hmm. they, they want to be able to fit everything into a box that makes sense. Yeah. And that's what shuts down the heart. Mm. And the what the heart wants doesn't always make sense and it can't be rationalized. And so it feels like it's deceitful and can't be trusted. Mm. Um, I think being really, really, really gentle with yourself, especially when you see those cards that don't make any sense. I, I mean, I get that too. And I'm just like, why like <laughs> and then i'm like you know what there's something here mm -hmm. i'm gonna write that card down, but i'm gonna pull another card and be like can you give me like some more information like that's not really telling me anything mm -hmm. or like i don't understand mm -hmm. and then i'll look at the cards and see kind of like what you know, what's coming up, what the relationship between those two, like, I, I really enjoy reading them visually. Oh, wow. I just pulled the four of cups. Um, <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> right? but the I'll fifth look time at them. for me in the last month, I've seen that card. <laughs> Funny, But I'll look at, you know, the two cards, like if I pull the four of cups, and I'm like, I'm not really feeling, you know, bored or apathetic, mm -hmm. not really what I asked about. And I'll ask for more information. I'll get like the three of wands and it's reversed. Mm. And I'll look at like what the relationship and I'll be like, oh, she's looking at that. Uh. But she's also like, so maybe 
because there's three cups here. There's three wands there. Mm -hmm. So she's kind of looking down at this, wishing she was here. Mm. So it's like, oh, maybe it's the inspiration you're looking for is under your nose, Mm -hmm. but you're not seeing it because you're just kind of thinking about like what you don't have versus interesting the possibility of what you could have like yeah i like to look at visual story yeah i like that and some people like colors you know yeah. they'll be like the colors of this card are really like speaking to me and then the colors of this card are like completely contrasted but i'm always like what what way is the body facing like mm. what are these colors? like if they were in a conversation with one another what would they be saying yeah, and I think just hearing you say that, I think it's important for our listeners to realize too that there's layers of meaning to the cards, right? Like you you might start with just looking at the general picture, and then as you get more comfortable with the pictures, you might start to look at the colors. As you get more comfortable with the colors, you might start to see different elements. Like there's such fine details in some of the cards that you don't see just when you first open it up and look at it that after you study it for a while or meditate on it, you start to see these different little things. Oh, you have a cat too. What's your cat's name? Three cats. This is Luna. Luna. Three. We have Pixie. Yeah, Luna. <laughs> oh, Pixie. So cute. Love cats. But cat uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so I think there's different there's different levels of, of meaning. But anyway, so I wanted to end our time with maybe you doing a reading for us. I had asked you an email because I wanted to make sure that it was okay first. Uh, but I don't know how you want to do it, but I would love if you would pull a card or two cards, whatever, what, however it's going to work for our listeners and maybe leave us with a encouraging word from the divine or the universe, whatever it might be for our listeners that I think just demonstrates the beauty. Cause when you see somebody else do it, people who are listening, who might be a little bit, I don't know about this. It's kind of scary to me. I think when, when you hear it done and you see the beautiful poetic way that it can come across, I think it helps people drop their guard a little bit and feel a little bit more comfortable uh, with the whole, whole conversation that we're having. <laughs> yeah. I think as I don't know why, but like this message feels like it wants to come up. Um, because I kept shuffling and seeing the star at the bottom of the deck. Mm. And the star is really a card about hope and faith. Mm. And I think that, you know, everything that's happened in the past few years has shaken everybody so much. And everybody's, you know, nervous systems are pretty shot. Mm-hmm. And I think that it having having a tarot practice is so helpful to feel grounded Mm. you know because there's so much that we can't control Mm. it's right on the bottom all right so like i I shuffle Mm -hmm. take a couple deep get calm also taking a couple of deep breaths clears your mind and i think it's really good to to remember to do that I think that having that as part of your tarot practice also then works its way into your regular life when you're mm-hmm. feeling like like oh yeah I could just breathe start to realize how much you hold your breath throughout the day right I noticed mm-hmm. I started doing like meditation last year and I realized how often I, I'm holding my breath and not even realizing that I'm doing that. I think it was Carol that taught me that. I was like, oh, this feels so good. <laughs> right. It feels <laughs> good to breathe. <laughs> it feels so good to breathe. Ooh, I like our cards. All right. So the star was our overarching mm-hmm. energy. Um, 
And I pulled two cards in addition, just, you know, what do, what do listeners need to know today? Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not so much in the future. It's just, what's the energy of today? Mm -hmm. And we have the six of cups. You can hopefully see the artwork on that. Mm -hmm. Cups are their, you know, their love, emotions, relationships, Mm -hmm. and sixes are about reciprocal energy. And so this is a really great card of nostalgia and home and family. And I think mm-hmm. it's probably really interesting. We're talking about the childhood experience and, and growing up a certain way. And this card is also feeling really safe. Mm-hmm. Like this card always feels like a warm hug to me. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know what? You can honor your past and you can honor where you came from. And you can kind of take that and and move forward safely into the things that, that interest you. Mm. And then the card that came with that is the eight of wands is a card about speed. Wands Mm. are fire, like very passion, very passionate, very fiery, very action oriented. And it's about things moving quickly. Mm. So kind of having this like safety to move forward. Like I don't feel any judgment from these cards. Mm. I think a lot of fear of judgment is just our you know, the universe reflecting to us, our own judgment, ways are we judging ourselves? Mm. We're much safer than we think we are. That's beautiful. And that's, uh, I think just, just knowing a lot of where our listeners are coming from. I think that's a, an important word for all of us because like a lot of us are in this world of deconstructing, you know, so we're rethinking a lot of our past and some people are happy. Some people are okay with that. And some of our from people from our past are not okay with that. And so there can be this feeling of, I, I, you know, is it okay to move on kind of thing? Is it okay to move beyond where I was? Is it, is it okay to think bigger than what my tradition might have given us? And some people, you know, in that world, throw the baby out with the bathwater, I always say, and just say, it's all bad. But there's other people like myself who are saying, I don't, I don't think it's all bad. I think there's a lot of good things from my past and what can I, what can I pack like the fool? You know, what can I pack in my little bag that I can take with me on my journey that was helpful for me to make me who I am today, but yet move beyond that. And I think that those cards you just pulled are almost like a permission slip, so to speak, to move beyond where you were and keep exploring on your journey. So that's what the podcast is all about. So that's perfect. (laughs) You're doing really good work and I'm so grateful to be here and be part of it. Thank you so much. But uh, we are just about out of time, but this has been a lot of fun. So thank you for taking the time to to join me. And uh, really quick, where I know Instagram, I'm going to put all your links in the show notes, but where would you point people to today to go and interact the most with you and your in your work? I, I believe that Instagram at Moonvoid Tarot is kind of where I live on the internet. Um, <laughs> I also, <laughs> my website has a ton of great information and um, ways to work with me and links to all of the different things that I offer. Um, and then I have, it's also where you can sign up for my like monthly newsletter, mm-hmm. which I try to make it just be, uh, it's like where I get to be most of service mm-hmm. so instead of like trying to pitch you all the things and clutter your inbox. I try to make, I give astrological insights of the month and um, I always put out a tarot spread and how to interpret that particular tarot spread. And Mm. I also feature 
people that are in our coven, we call mm-hmm. it void coven, um, that have a magical practice, either they, you know, a lot of people that have a spiritual business mm-hmm. or, um, a podcast or something that they just want to share mm. and then a part of their practice. Mm. So usually it's like a way to find you. And then also like, what do you do? What yeah. are your rituals? What are you like into? What tarot spread are you loving? And then you can share that. So it's, I'm trying to make it really community-based. Yeah. Other people can interact and find one another. Sure. Through that. Mm-hmm. Less of like a marketing <laughs> It's just everybody's like a, trying to sell something. So you have a, a, a different approach, which I appreciate. <laughs> um, Moonvoid Tarot is unfortunately out of print. I was going to ask you that if the, if, yeah, if there was coming back or. So it's, you know what, it's not a traditional deck mm-hmm. where it's, you know, one deck I have every couple of years, like she talks to me and she says, I want to change. I'm not who I used to be. Mm want to share this leg of the journey so um it's always in small batches mm-hmm. and then when i feel done with that energy i move on from it yeah and the third edition i just sold out and i'm not going to reprint it i'm mm-hmm. at some point going to put out a fourth edition i'm just not sure how that wants to happen yet and i'm not forcing it i'm mm-hmm. just but um, I do have guided tarot and guided tarot for teens that just came out that you can get on Amazon That's or right. Barnes and Noble or anywhere you can buy a book. They're all available. And you have a box, I, I believe that comes with the guided tarot and a deck, correct? Yes. They finally yeah. put it out there where you get the book and a deck. Yeah. And it's a great value. And again, it's everywhere you can buy a book. Um, also the the young adult fiction series that's tarot based. It's really, it's a beautiful, really wonderful, inclusive story. And it's really interesting because it takes place in Ireland and they're kind of fighting this church group. Mm. It's like very right, like alt-right church group that um, I don't, I don't want to spoil it, but it's really great. And I illustrate it. So I don't write it. Caroline O'Donoghue writes it, but um, the third book is coming out in the spring and my astrology book is coming out in the spring. So please stay up to date. Yes. I'm super excited for the astrology book. It's we have guided tarot and now you'll have guided astrology and it is actually a workbook to teach you how to read your own birth chart. That's cool. That's fun. Well, you already have an invite to come back on a podcast to talk about it. (laughs) Open invitation. Thank (laughs) Uh, Thank you, Stephanie. I'll put all your stuff on the show notes and we'll do it again soon. Amazing. Thank you, Glenn. I've been busy searching for you, yeah. Trying to figure out if it's true, true. Don't think that I've been played by a fool, yeah. Just mind don't buy, don't play by the rules. I'm gonna make sure that I play my cards right. Intuition gave me signs that everything is alright. Alright. Contemplating on my moves, I'm in a fight. Under pressure, feel the walls, I'm moving in, it's getting tight. Tight. The shuffle getting real. real. I hope it lives on something good. I'm all in for the kill. kill Sometimes kill, it's getting kind of scary. I'm here for the thrill. Decisions on top of decisions, like I chose a pill. The bottle getting kind of empty. Temptations made us presence in the air. It's kind of tempting. Shortcuts after question, but it got on my attention. Uh oh, and I forgot the did I mention. Looks like I won the game, made my decision. I listen. I listen.
I've been busy searching for you, yeah Trying to figure out if it's true, true Don't think that I've been played by a fool, yeah Just mind don't mind, don't play by the rules, no Captain on the low Gotta let it flow Gotta let it go, yeah On to something new, yeah Trying to play it cool Quit with all the tools, yeah Maybe you're my calling like I'm on flight 828. Manifesting everything I take, it's not too late. Running to my purpose like I'm rushing to the gate. Of course, it's in my planning and it's also with my faith. At the end of the day, if we gon' find a way, it's a fact of the price that we pay. Everything shine to the gray. Nothing gon' break to the shade. Nothing gon' break to the hate. Everything all that we claim. Hit the red dot that I aim. No missing, I'm focused, no slipping, I'm growing, no talking, just showing, no stopping, keep going, yeah, I'm just trying to break codes, ain't nobody I owe, this the life that I chose, and I'm blessed for it. I've been busy searching for you, yeah, trying to figure out if it's true, true, don't think that I've been played by a fool, yeah, just mind don't mind, don't play by the rules, no. Captain on the low, gotta let it flow, gotta let it go, yeah. On to something new, trying to play it cool, quit with all the tools, 